Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. On today's episode, I will be breaking down my match against Momocha from the All England and I'm sorry I did not update you during the week at All England, but better late than never, so I'll do it today. I will also give you a status on my foot injury that forced me to retire against Momota and give you an update on the prospects of me playing Olian Masters next week. In the end, I will answer a few questions from you guys, four in total, amongst one of them is a question about Lakshya Sen, what I think of him, and also my opinion on unfreezing the world ranking. So guys and girls, stay tuned for all of it. I will try to not make it too long. So let's just get started with the All England match. I played against Kenta Momota in the first round last week. We did not get on court until 11 in the evening, so it was a rather long day, a long wait to get in action. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm pretty used to that. And especially at All England, it's a uh, recurring history or theme that we play very late matches. Uh, this was not even bad compared to some of uh, the previous uh, years this year they were also a bit unlucky that because of the rain that was actually one of the courts they could not play on for about two and a half hours because it was dripping with water from the roof they fixed it by moving that court about 30 centimeters to the right so the dripping was happening outside of the court and on the next day they did not use that court at all anymore so yeah, that was a bit unlucky for the organizers, but they, they actually, in that situation, I think they fixed it uh, or dealt with it pretty uh, quickly. So we only missed two and a half hours of play on, on that court. But anyway, that meant I got on court at yeah, almost 11 in the evening uh, to play Momota, uh, but I actually still felt pretty good in my body. I felt ready and excited to go. I had done a lot of video analysis of Momota, or should I say that our video analyst analyst uh, a guy called Benjamin had done a lot of work and I had been uh, looking at the work he did and also actually some uh, some uh, documents with a lot of uh, statistics on to try and uh, get even more familiar with this game obviously I know Momota very well I played him a lot of times I think 10 now lost last nine but I played a lot of good matches against him very close matches and I, I think he's a guy if you compare like the level of play, I know he's better than I am and he's obviously been ranked one in the world for a long time and now two. I'm a bit further down in the ranking, so there should be a bit of a difference between us. But I think if I compare it to some of the other top guys, I actually prefer playing a guy like Momota because to me he's not so extremely dangerous from the back of the court. So I feel like I can often just play to the back and then feel like we will get into some, some good rallies. Whereas if I play a guy like, let's say, Victor Axelsen, then I would not want to play the back too much because I I fear his attack quite a bit more than I fear Momotas. I think his attack is a bit more easy to read. For example, from his round the head side, he is hitting the smashes straight down the line. I don't know if it's 
exactly correct, but like 80% of the time. It's a lot of straight smashing and it's just yeah, quite easy to see when he when he's not doing it or at least it's it's not even that sharp when he's trying to go cross court. He has a very good cross court slice at drop, but it, it makes it a lot easier to be in my defense when I play him as I know a lot more about what shots he's hitting at me compared to a guy like Victor or Anos or even uh, Cho Chin Chen. Uh, yeah, so basically all the other top guys. So that's why I, I like playing Momota. I always feel quite safe in my defense when I play him. The struggle or the uh, the hard part about playing him, obviously, is that he is basically not giving away any points. He rarely gives away three points. So he's playing at a high pace. He's playing with high quality. And I'm making too many mistakes. I, I try to force a game a little bit too much and search for the openings a little bit sooner than what I should sometimes. And also if I look at the statistics, if I can get the error percentage just a bit down, I have a really good chance of, of actually beating him. But it is much easier said than done. And that was exactly also my what why I lost uh, the first game against him in All England. I lost 21-18. Uh, I wasn't ahead actually at any point in the game, but it was close all the way i had 14 all 16 all i think or yeah 17 all um, but i just made again too many easy mistakes even in some situations where i was a little bit on top i was a little bit too eager to play or set up for a very good chance instead of just keeping the, my patience and, and play the rally as all the statistics again show that i am actually creating more winners than Momota is. I was in this match as well and I have been in a lot of the previous matches we played but unfortunately I also make a lot more mistakes so it doesn't add up enough well enough for me to, to actually win the matches and I felt after that first game that actually I I had a really good chance to win that first game and I, I kind of blew it because even compared to the previous times I played Momota, he did not play with a lot of confidence and he played and moved a little bit slower than usually. Obviously, he's still world-class. I'm not trying to downplay his level in any way, but just compared to, to the level he played at the previous times I played him, I, I did not feel like he was putting the same pressure on by by keeping the pace really high. So yeah, I was, I was quite annoyed actually that I could not capitalize on that opportunity in the first game. Then in the start of the second game, I already on at one all in that game, we played a long rally and in the middle of the rally, I just started feeling in my right ankle that it felt some kind of uh, like tightness. It, it felt so tight and uh, just not flexible at all. So I felt, yes, felt stiff actually. It was not like I, I twisted my ankle or anything, but just at some point during the rally, I started feeling yeah, stiff and uh, yeah, not, just not right in the ankle. Um, played one or two more rallies and then, then I started feeling like a, a pinch in the front of the ankle, uh, almost like a, uh, just like a small knife that kind of uh, was st stabbing me in the ankle. It sounds a little bit dramatic, like it wasn't an unbearable pain. So like a, a small, just like a small, uh, yeah, small knife, uh, just, stabbing me a little bit every time I had to lunge and to my forehand side or if I had to move from the center of the court to my deep forehand corner every time I had to move that way I just felt this pinch in the in the front of the ankle 
I spoke to uh, to Kenneth, my coach, a little bit, and he said, "Yeah, let's try until eleven and and see if it gets better. And if it doesn't, then I should uh, I should pull out." And uh, yeah, I decided at seven four to to try and get some treatment, get the doctor to look at it. Also, just to make sure that there wasn't something seriously bad or wrong with it. Uh, and yeah, and he checked it and he put some uh, cooling spray on it, and then I tried playing on. But yeah, I could quickly feel, even though I won the first three points after that medical break, I could feel that that I was not going to be able to play at one hundred percent because I I could not, I could not stop thinking about that pinch every time I had to lunch, and uh, yeah, it just takes away the focus on the game plan and how to play. And obviously, I also did not move freely anymore. And if I don't move freely, then I have zero chance against a guy like Momota. So. Yeah, at 11-7, there was yeah, no other thing to do than pull out, and I already knew it. Yeah, at, at seven all that I was, I was gonna do that. Um, yeah, I hate pulling out. I want to finish my matches, and I, I don't want to look like a guy who's uh, just pulling out because I'm I'm losing or behind in the scores. It's nothing about that at all. I really enjoy playing a match like this against Momota at the biggest stage of them all. I love All England, so yeah, obviously I did not want to pull out, but it was the only sane thing to do. Also, yeah, there was Swiss Open coming up this week, All Young Masters next week. We have the European Championships and Thomas Cup coming up soon, so it would not make sense to risk anything by playing on, on 80% uh, against Momota when there's no real reason to do that when I have no chance of winning anyway. And actually, I'm really, really happy that I did stop because shortly after the match, I, I started feeling that pinch every time I took any kind of step. Uh, so every time I took a just like a normal step when I was walking, I, I was feeling this pinch in my, uh, in my ankle. So yeah, I think it was the right choice to to stop. The status of the ankle. So what what happened to the ankle? Um, we actually still really don't know for certain. Uh, it's probably just some sort of overuse kind of injury. Uh, I've had an ultrasound scan. I also had an X-ray done today, and none of them show anything anything significant. Um, my ankle looks a little bit. Uh, uh, worn out but I think that's pretty normal for uh, a guy who's been playing badminton at my level for, for so many years it, it it's not alarming in any way it just looks like uh, it's uh, it's been beaten up for for quite a few years it's nothing uh, that happened right now it's just uh, many years of uh, of, of hard training and, and playing so that's actually really positive news that the scans did not show anything obviously it would also be nice uh, some sort of nice to to know why the pain occurred, but the positive thing is there was nothing to see and the pain is also gone now. It's been better and better ever since Friday. I played that match on, on Wednesday last week. And today, as I'm recording this, it's Tuesday, the 22nd of March. So the pain is, is gone now. And after the x-ray came back uh, with a good result today, I agreed with the doctor and also with the Kenneth Jonas, my coach, that I will start training again tomorrow on court. So I haven't been on court since that match against Momota uh, almost a week ago. So tomorrow I'll start playing again, training, and then we'll see how that goes. And the next couple of days before I decide if I will go to Oliang Masters, which is a Super 100 that is about to be played next week. Obviously, I was supposed to play Swiss Open this week, but pulled out to uh, make sure that I could get these scans and tests and uh, yeah, see how uh, how the ankle is 
yeah, is behaving and if it's uh, getting better. And it looks like that. So again, I think it was the right decision not to stress anything and, and try to go to Swiss Open. It's not the highest priority. The, and All Young Masters next week is actually also not a high priority. The European Championships in April and the Thomas Cup that's coming up after that is the two main priorities. So I won't be going to Orléans next week if I don't feel 100% certain that the angle is, is okay. I won't be risking anything, but obviously I would like to play the tournament. I love to play matches and I haven't been playing a lot this year until now. So I hope to go there and I will update you guys again on Sunday or Monday if I will go or not. That is a promise. Right, I hope that was a uh, clear update on my status with the foot and also was interesting to hear about the match against Momota. If you have any extra questions, just uh, send me a, a message on my social media or add a comment uh, to wherever you are listening to this podcast. Let's move on to the questions. I asked for some questions for this episode on my Instagram and I got one that uh, I got a lot of good ones, but I got one that I actually thought was was really good and that something I've been asked quite a, on a quite a few occasions before as well. It was from Lepadu2 who is asking why do every pro player leave as soon as they are out of the tournament instead of staying there and spectating games? And there is actually a lot of good reasons for why this is happening. Like for example, this week at the All England, a lot of players, especially the European players, they will try to get home as soon as possible to be able to do some training before going to Swiss Open next week. And then you would probably think that why, or say that why are they not just training at the All England? And that's simply because the facilities for training there are extremely bad the floor is so hard so it makes sense to go home get back to to better and a better environment a bit better facilities and also some of the players will have families to get back to so you get to see them for a few more days we already have a lot of traveling days a lot of us are traveling maybe one third of the year so if you can get a few extra days at home that's just a a bonus so it can be because of that that it's easier to prepare well at home it can be to go home and and see your family a little bit more. And to be honest, like yeah, spectating games, it, it's not. I love badminton. I love watching high quality badminton. But I've also been doing this for yeah this high level for 15, 16 years. So I've also seen a lot of these matches. And it's not like this All England was any different to the seventeen other All Englands I've played. So. I don't mind missing a couple of, of games. I prefer to just get home as soon as possible and get back into training and yeah, trying to become a better player. We are not there to spectate. We are actually there to try and perform and to try and get better and better so we can perform better uh, at other times. Obviously, we can also learn something from spectating games. And if we cannot get home early, I also see a lot of players who actually go to the stadium to, to spectate uh, some of the games to try and, and learn from the better players. And obviously when we as Europeans go to Asia to play two or three events in a row, we are not going home as soon as we can. After, uh, we're not going home as soon as we lost in the first event because we are going to stay in Asia anyway. Uh, but as soon as we lose in the final tournament, we will almost always try to get home to get back into training because often we only have maybe one or two weeks at home and uh, 
yeah, or maybe even three, but the more days you can get at home, the better. So I hope that made sense on why we are trying to leave as soon as we can usually. I've also received quite a few questions about Laksha Sen, which is fair enough since he has been performing like crazy since December last year. He won a bronze medal at the World Championships. He won the India Open, he made the final of German Open, and now he made the final of all England as well. He's still only 20 years old, so that's obviously an amazing track record. Uh, and yeah, a lot of you guys have just been asking uh, what my thoughts are on Lakshya. I've actually played him three times and I'm still 3-0 up, so that that's great. I'm still undefeated, uh, but obviously I also played him when he was just a little bit younger. Played him in the Danish League, I played him in Malaysia Masters Qualifying, and I also played him in Denmark Open uh, two, uh, one and a half years ago. I've always said that I think he's going to be one of the, the best players in the world, uh, top 10 for sure, and now he is that, but uh, yeah, he also has the potential to go even higher, but it's always difficult to say when you make top 5, top 10, if you're going to be one of the very, very best, but obviously he does have that potential. My thoughts about his game right now is that he has a great defense, fantastic really. Uh, his net is quite good, which is the case for almost all Indians I've ever seen play uh, the game of singles. I think he's lacking just a little bit of power and maybe also variation in his attack. That's at least been my feeling when I played him, that I could actually a little bit like Momota play a lot to the back and, and just kind of keep him there and it wouldn't be so dangerous for me. So I, I feel like I've beaten him a lot of... Uh, a lot on, on the physicality of the game, uh, the, the couple of times I, I've played him. And obviously I played him when he was 18, so he probably has developed that over the past two years. Uh, so yeah, I would think that he's just getting better and better from here. And yeah, judging from both All England and German Open, where I was also watching a couple of his matches, I think he's, uh, he's proving to be a really solid player that's going to be really hard for a lot of guys to beat because he's getting a lot of shuttles back and he seemed to play with a lot of... Uh, desire and a lot of will to just fight and get everything back so he's gonna be yeah and he's very consistent so he, he's gonna be really a hard guy to beat for for anyone in the future and for sure a yeah a yeah a world-class player already next question is from kokoki pitap who's asking about my opinion on the unfreezing of the world ranking and a, a few other of you guys also asked about that and yeah, it's pretty clear. I, I also sent out that uh, wish list in December for BWF that I put out on all my social media. And my wish list on things I, they should look at and improve on. And, and unfreezing the world ranking is one of them. I don't think it would be wise to just unfreeze it like completely and go from uh, the way it's frozen now to just have a completely normal ranking uh, next week i think it has to be done in in parts so figure out a system where maybe each week you remove four or five weeks of, of tournaments because obviously we have results now that are, are almost uh, yeah that are actually three years old still counting on the rankings uh, but if you remove all of it and it's only the past 12 months i i still do believe that the world ranking would be uh, quite messed up because there are still a lot of players who has not played 10 tournaments or has only played just around 10 so that leaves a very 
over the past 12 months right so that leaves a very small margin for for error and yeah you would see some some strange rankings so that's why i think it would be better for for the sport in general if you just started doing it step by step so by removing several of the old weeks for each week that we are moving ahead and i know they are also discussing it in bwf actually how to do it and when to do it so hopefully it's happening sooner rather than later but i'm also very confident that when they do they will do it step by step instead of just going from a frozen ranking to a completely normal ranking from one week to the other i don't think it's going to happen like that final question before i am off is from sylvia carretas and I'm choosing this question because I already mentioned the European Championships a few times and Sylvia is asking if uh, what my target is for the European Championships and European Championships is my next big goal. As I said, I have all young masters perhaps next week, but European Championships is a clear goal for me and I want to medal again. That's quite simple. I want to win my third European medal. I think it, that would be pretty cool to have three medals at the European Championships. Um, yeah, it will probably be my last European Championships individually. You should you yeah should never say never, but I think that will be the last one. So yeah, it would be nice to have a a collection of uh, of three medals uh, when I finish. So that is a clear goal for me. Right, guys and girls, that will be it for today. I hope it was interesting, not boring at all. Please leave a comment or a review or yeah, send me a message if you enjoyed it or not and uh, share it with your friends if you want to thank you so much to everyone for listening a special thanks to all my patrons who are still supporting this podcast i love you guys and i really really appreciate the support if i do play oleang next week i promise that i will update you guys before and after most of my matches take care everyone bye Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.